is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. Join your hosts, Mark Zylinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Okay, just a bit on uh, what's going to happen tonight. Uh, we're going to have about 30, 40 minutes of a presentation, some Q&A. You can ask us anything. Ronnie, ask, Ronnie will answer it because uh, he's got all the knowledge. Uh, then after that, we're going to go in batches into the, the back room. Uh, it's going to be a no photography room, so there's some secret stuff in there we want you to see. Uh, but we want to we want to present it to the rest of the world properly. So if no photography, please. Uh, then after that, uh, we've got some of the games around. So we've got some Vanguard over here. We've got Walking Dead there. We've got some Kings of War, Dead Zone, and some lovely Dreadball. And the, I've got one that's called Bar and Brawl. Yeah. Bar and Brawl over there. They'll take about 30, 30 minutes each. So when you see them running down, just stand up behind and then you can rotate into the seat. Uh, but yeah, have fun. We've got some drinks. We're just going to have a, a good time as we always do. Uh, and I'll lead you with Ronnie. Hello, everybody. Seems, seems like. Oh, yeah. You're going to give me the clap. <laughs> um, God, it only seems like two years since we were last here doing this. So, apologies for my absence last year. So, it, I, I was going to think of just kicking off with a little bit of what's coming up, what Mantic have got planned. And then we'll go into any questions and answers that anyone has, and we'll try and answer them as best you can. So, uh, firstly, thank you all for coming. Um, it's really lovely to kind of cut away from the crowd and come and spend an evening with, uh, with the fans of Mantic. You know, you're the reason we're here, and uh, it means a lot to us. So, thank you very much. I'd like to say, before I forget, thank you to all the Pathfinders. I'm sure we'll give them a big round of applause. They're working all day, running tournaments, events in the stand, and then all evening they're here. And uh, in exchange, we give them a couple of slices of pizza. Uh, yeah, Hardy handshake and lots of sarcasm. So uh, <laughs> they love the pain. Um, okay, uh, probably you, some of you may have been expecting a hornet this evening, which is a big flying uh, thing. <coughs> of course, I'm not going to throw anyone under a bus. But uh, China being what it is and delivery, we've got all your names and addresses. There's two things you can do. If you want to come by the stand tomorrow, you've got a $40 credit. So if you're thinking of that $100 army deal, you can now get it for 60 And we'll just strike it off and you can take some toys home with you. If not, we will post you out in the next week or so uh, on it. Um, the good news was we did ship them on Tuesday. The bad news was, Trump's got your customs working well. Uh, they got sent back to China. It got sent all the way back again. So like, well, actually, it didn't get out of China. The Chinese decided they didn't like it. It seemed an unfeasibly small number to be sending, so they sent it back. So in their genius, they're sending it again. So the other alternative is you can go to Pat's house on Tuesday next week. <laughs> And he's going to have 80 hornets there. Which means anyone else? Yeah. Should dress, Pat? 
zero Michigan average. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it, 1,006? Uh, what's that? Um, so, yeah, apologies for that. But, yeah, if you want to come and get something else, we knew some of you didn't want that anyway, come to the stand. You've got a $40 credit to take away with you, or we'll post the Hornet out to you. You'll be the first people getting them uh, in the next two weeks. Good, so that's the admin out of the way. Um, good. What do you want to talk about first? Kings of War. Kings of War, then. Yay. We'll do Kings of War. So, um... Well, the first thing is, this year we've already released the 2018 Clash of Kings book, which has already outsold the 2017 Clash of Kings book. People are kind of getting used to the one-year update. Uh, what was great about it, it had the outcome of last year's Eye of the Abyss campaign, which was where we hosted our first ever global campaign for Kings of War. Actually, it was hugely successful. Not only did we have thousands of games, um, since then, the uptake of the game has been marked, uh, particularly in the US. It had kind of plateaued out after the big upswing in the middle of 2016. But clearly, that activity and getting people building their armies again and digging them out and, and getting those games happening has, has regalvanized the kind of community. So that's great to see. So uh, we, we concluded the Eye of the Abyss campaign, which resulted in the, a section of the abyss getting flooded by nature because the filthy evil abyss lost. So, <laughs> so it sounds like there is retribution to be had. Um, so yeah, we've got, some, we've got some, some plans for Kings of War. But the, the next step, in the middle of this summer, we're going to be releasing a whole heap of um, big monsters. Some of the bigger kits that we've been wanting to get around to. The Steel Behemoth was very successful for us. It was great as a kit. And then in Clash of Kings, we realized it was a little underpowered and we chucked it out there. And um, it, it's been very popular since. It's giving our, our resin manager heart attacks, which abuses me no end. So um, yeah, we'll be getting more of those. And um, what's coming out in June? We've got the uh, is it Slasher. Yep. Which is going to have a couple of weapon uh, options with uh, howders on the back of it, fire and crossbows and stuff like that. A couple of other big... I can't remember the other ones. Genius. So um, <laughs> that's going to keep us going through summer where we're going to be focusing back again on, on Kings of War. Um, and then really the next big focus for Kings of War is this game here. There's a couple of rule books kicking around. But the hard thing that, we, that anybody finds is when you go up to someone who says, I'm playing this fantastic game, it's really good, it's very quick, you can play in two hours, uh, say, I'm, I'm interested, that sounds good. Um, you're just going to paint 150 figures, maybe 200, and you can start playing, no problem. And people say, yeah, what, what now? So the, the difficulty with, 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 the kings, with Kings of War is even though you can multi-base and it's much quicker, it's getting to that point where you're able to, to field an army. So Vanguard is going to give us an opportunity to do two big things. One, there's a lot of people that kind of want to play, but they need a stepping on point. And Vanguard is that. It's a skirmish game. We've got the models up here. If you want to see them in their glory, they're on the stand downstairs. But we're going into the Basileans, which is a big part of the Kings of War narrative. The good guys that are so good, they're nearly bad again. Um, we've got uh, the Abyssals. 
that are getting another focus because they're a central part of the story. Um, we're releasing a new, two new armies, the first of which is the uh, Night Stalkers, which are your evil dreams manifested on the battlefield. And those are over here. We're having an awful lot of fun with that. Brand new army, uh, really exciting and pretty disgusting stuff, particularly the big giant brain, uh, which you'll see shortly. Um, and then the Northern Alliance. Woo! Is, yeah. <laughs> there we go, we've got some more Go Northern Alliance. So, um, two new armies, two of them are getting plastics that are going to come out into the Kings of War and a stepping on point for people that want to engage with the classic fantasy. For those of you that, uh, I don't very often use my exact power, but when I see brand new sexy dwarfs, I do. So I stole this from the resin room. But that's an example where we're able to go back to some of our existing races with the quality that the sculptors are getting now and the resin that we're getting. And just revisiting, so you're putting some of the champions into your race, you know, or, or you're putting together as a gang and you're seeing these guys coming through as a as an elite force. The concept behind Vanguard was there's been an awful lot of, of fantasy skirmish games set in a, the ruined city in the north end of things that was hit by a meteor. I thought that had been kind of done a lot. So um, we, we specifically focused on tying it into the, the, the Kings of War as it existed and rather making a new story arc. If you're a general, you know when you're moving your large army into, into position, in a few days you're going to meet your enemy with his thousands of troops and cavalry on the other side of the battlefield. Um, you're going to want to make sure you mess up his supply lines. You're going to want to make sure your giant arrives at the battle rather than getting drunk in the brewery that he's found on the way there. You're going to want to stop the other guy setting his signals off to call his reinforcements up. So you turn to your most trusted captain and his band of brave brothers and you send them and say, go over there and do and disrupt his supplies, stop him setting fire to his, his, his signal thing, whatever these are called, um, don't let him light it, keep it unlit and get the giant to the battlefield. And so the, the, the objectives have a very strong narrative find the supplies that are on the spine. And we've tried to visualize that narrative through the objective counters that will be on the game. So although that will be a two-point objective counter, it's far more material than that. So if you're playing in a competitive way, you play that as a game, you paint your troops up, you play with your gang, and as your gang gets better, or as your warband gets better, it'll level up. And you can have a classic tournament that way. Much easier buy-in, Classic fantasy, all with our own twists now, but, but relatively easy stepping on points. However, if you want to play on a Tuesday night two or three scenarios, and then on Sunday play a big game of Kings of War, you can actually play that whoever has the giant at the end of the giant scenario gets the giant in their Sunday game. If you disrupt his supplies, you get 50 more points to spend on war machines than he does. So there is an absolute explicit way of taking your skirmish game, your one-hour skirmish games, and applying them to your mass battle games. And that the, the outcome of one of your games can directly affect the start of the other, which I think is kind of cool. So um, 
So you can play both mm. in and of itself, but it's also set in the wider narrative of, of, of Kings of War. Um, and it's going to allow us to do whole heaps of very cool things for the existing Kings of War armies. So, and specifically looking at kind of the larger humanoid or two-man weapon team style, <coughs> style stuff. So we can trial stuff before putting them in future Clash of Kings into the main game. So the Ogre Palace Guard, which is a, an ogre that's set, that, that works for the Basileans. So he's a fully play-mailed up ogre thing, but sits right in the centre. We can see how that could be a three-man large unit in, the fu in a future Basilean army list. So we're able to put cool, funky, sexy things right into the core of the game, but in a, in a trial and tested way, and in a way that merits individual sculpts. So when we finished, here's the Basileans, this is the Nightcrawlers, here's Stonehenge, and then you've got, I'll leave them over here, but these are your objective counters to give you an narrative bit. This is a dwarf. That's just the first of the new dwarf faction. I don't know why the first faction ended up being dwarf. It's just one of those lucky things, I think. Uh, it just happens. That's, that's what it is. Any questions on Kingswall? I foolishly think you'd like to uh, back the Kickstarter. What's the price point going to be for the base game for Vanguard? Uh, I think about uh, 79 or $89. That'll be two... Two factions. Two factions. There might be a board in it. It's the only thing, but we'll probably um, just to make you kind of get out of the box and play. Um, I don't know. That's that's the one debate about whether we have a, a board that you people fold out into a straight four by four, or we just leave them to to throw a mat down and um, and play from there. <coughs> people love a bit of board these days. <coughs> Not convinced. Yes, sir. Uh, who are you talking about the Mammoth Needy Strider? <laughs> <laughs> about what? Mammoth Needy Strider, who are you talking about? I got Mammoth, Yes. Negan, Strider. Strider. Yes. He needs it. He needs Strider. He's the ability. 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 Mammoth Needy Strider. Mammoth Needy Strider. So we speak a language called English. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of have it, but it, you know. He's from West Virginia. Well, there you go. That's it. Mommy, <laughs> That was spot on. <laughs> so, how long until you guys do a Salamander Hero for the uh, slasher that's coming out, turning into Pirate Rick? Because it. Great idea, Stuart. Make a what is it? A rider for the. Just have to, we just have to make a rider, right? Turn it into Claymore on fire grade. Do that. We <laughs> <laughs> put more fire drakes in the army than they do slashers, so there you go. Right, we need a fire drake. More fire drakes. Note to self. Note to self. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that stuff is. is it, having our own in-house resin is liberating. Well, it looks really good, I think, for both, right? It, it would fit the sound. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and then, you know, when you, you sculpted the big thing to, to, to re-skin it, we did it with the undead worm. You know, we did one with the wings, one without. Yeah. An undead worm without wings hadn't been done kind of by anybody, so we pulled that out. But we knew a lot of people were running it with the wings because that's how they were fighting it. So you just get the sculptor when he's doing the work to design it both ways. And our resin, um, uh, our resin 
um, uh, having our own resident house is, is changing things. I mean, what you're going to see in that room with Hellboy, he literally arrived at nine o'clock from the 3D printer. By four o'clock, we'd got him copied. We got him into a master mold, and uh, you know, he's here now. We're able to use it, which is great for sizing and. Um, you know, we can put them in production, and uh, the quality is, is, is perfect. If you couldn't get big kits in metal, they don't work, and plastic, sometimes it just isn't a volume. So all of that stuff is becoming very, very doable, and we're excited by it. You had a shirt? And a black. So I got about 375 bucks on the Kickstarter, hoping that the Northern Alliance army lists become fairly decent for Kings of War. Um, do we have any idea when a, perhaps a beta list may come out, or what yeah. the army special rules going to be? Anything really? So the the when you focus on a game, you kind of have you have to the, the a lot of the Kings of War rules committee are on Vanguard at the moment. Okay. And it's hard when you kind of get change scale, right? Because you 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 essentially it becomes with Vanguard very narrative, very individual figure. Your basic rank and file troopers are a major player in the game, and your your heroes are, are, are you know the same as hordes and regiments. So I think that will be. I mean, there's two early rule books kicking around here today, and some of the cards are kicking around that you'll be using for your faction. So this will be going off to print mid late summer, and then they're going to go. Oh, got another Alliance army to sort out, and uh, you know so and uh, Nightcrawler's army. So I think they will be kicking around towards the end of the year for some beta testing and for some playing. We may well have them in Clash of Kings 2019, which this year we're going to launch in December because there's that hiatus where people start having tournaments in January and they're trapped between getting the rules early enough to do it. So the plan is that we put the next year's book out in December and then uh, Easy Army can pick up on it, have it, from first of Jan to get going, so uh, that's uh, that's there. It's definitely rolling in. Awesome. Uh, what was the? I had an idea for uh, race-specific magic items. Yep. You think they uh, like goblins would never have their own items? Ogres have their own items. Like one to three items, nothing big or flashy. It's something that's specific to them. Yeah. I, I mean, I think as you know, we want magic and magic items to add flavour to the game, not be dominant. You know, we want it to be about soldiers and units and armies. But I think as the game is getting bigger and we're getting more players, uh, each race can just get that bit more colour. And I definitely think, you know, these card decks that we've been doing have been really successful because it's just a great way of, of changing it out and adding to it each year. And so I think we're getting kind of braver on that front. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if, uh, if we didn't probably do a heap of some of that in Vanguard. But it can be very specific, and then roll some of that out into uh, Clash of Kings 2019. Last one on Kings of War, and then we're going to move on. So, you said Clash of Kings 2019. What are you, do you have any idea when you're looking at perhaps third edition? Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very quick. <laughs> this t shirt's nine years old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Magic's going to be 10 years old next year. 2019 is our 10-year anniversary. Still here, still swinging, and, and I think if we'd said a few years ago we were going to be able to fill you know, 85 people in a room. Um, 
So yeah, you know, we've, it's, it's just getting interesting. You know, we've got a, some very big projects coming up, but we're also able to keep supporting the projects that we've got. Um, I mean, the final thing that I just said, Kings of War, but it's, it's moving into something else, is we've signed up a, a, a book license. Um, and the first book is going to be coming out. When is it coming out, Vince? June. Okay. Do you want to tell everyone around it? So Vince runs Wing Hussar, and they're going to be putting our books out. Tell us a little bit about tell us about who you are, what you do, and how fantastic our books are going to be. Well, they are going to be fantastic. There we go. Uh, Adi and I know each other a long time from another company. But um, I started Wing Hussar four years ago. Uh, we're now up to, I guess, about 40 different levels of people out there. Now I'm stand there. We do a lot of history, but we don't do a lot of fiction that's tied to games. Um, and um, we're very excited about doing the Mantic line. We're going to do not only Kings of War, we're going to do Warpath, we're going to do Dreadbolt, um, and just about any other game they've got, we'll find something. At the moment, the first book that's coming out is called War Kings. It's coming out in early June, late May. It's going to be an anthology that we've got mostly put together. Uh, we've also got two other Kings of War books scheduled and a Dreadball book scheduled. And two Warpath novels. Two Warpath novels. The first of the novels, full novels, are coming out in January and we'll have a regular schedule. Exactly. Probably every two months or so, we'll have something. Um, as I said, the first one is an anthology that the more has done. We've got some authors signed up to do some novels. At some point, we will solicit an anthology of short stories from whoever wants to submit. But do not, please don't enter to the website now. I'll let you know what it is. <laughs> and we'll give you a wide window to do what the uh, submission guidelines are going to be. If you have any questions, I don't want to take away from this. Come down and see us in the stand tomorrow. We'll be happy to answer any questions. Or if you catch me later, or, or Brandon later, who's my editor, uh, we'll answer any questions you have. Thanks, Vince. So we've got books coming, it's been asked for. We're actually partnered with a, with a proper book company now has to sell books. And uh, you're going to pick them up from those guys. So sign on newsletter, you'll find out about it. We'll give you all post news. Obviously, Dreadball's relaunching. We're here at the event. We had 12 people yesterday. 14. 14 people yesterday. Um, a wonderful tournament. And we've got a beautiful website built for it. If you've not seen it, dreadball.com. Not only does it have a the host for where all the videos are, tutorials, how to play, how to paint, it also has our own ranking site. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, we we decided we were going to do it back end of last year. Uh, we, uh, we had sort of limited resources, but we had a guy that was going to do it. So he started doing it uh, just before Christmas in December. His name's Kieran. So give a big shout out to him. He's been amazing. Uh, so uh, yeah, so what we've done is we've set up uh, a full sort of community website, everything from uh, from beginners they can learn how to play, 
then for the more the veterans like the guys in the middle of the table here uh, so they can they can submit tactics you know uh, and do articles for us as well uh, then we've got uh, Kieran's put together a, um, a, a like a sheet for TOs to use uh, so they can submit all their results and then Jeff can still be top of the table again for probably for all of 2018 2019 for on and on uh, but it's also uh, a good community thing, so you can do, uh, within the website, you can chat to each other, arrange games, uh, where you can get uh, your local stores signed up, so they can uh, register as a, as, a, as, a, as a store that plays Dreadball, um, and then we, they can advertise their tournaments on there, uh, there's a map so you can see locality, um, and then TOs can register as well, and they get extra um, access to different bits and pieces as well. So, yeah, it's a full one-stop one shop for everything that you need. Uh, I'm very proud of it. We did it in three months. Uh, obviously, we're still testing little bits and pieces, but on the, in the main, it's a fantastic bit of kit. So please go to dreadball.com, register for it, have a look around, uh, yeah, and enjoy it. And the great thing is we've built in a way we're going to be able to reskin it. So Dead Zone, which has proven very popular and is growing rapidly, and is this summer's campaign, by the way. It's going to be a win. Uh, again, an easy stepping on point. You know, Forge Fathers in Space, Vermin in Space, the Enforcers, the GCPS, the vehicles, including the Hornet, will be available. Um, so, uh, um, so, uh, so, so we're going to be probably have a reskin ready for then. And then going forward, you can start seeing, are you the best player in your town, your city, your country, or anywhere in the galaxy? So, um, so yeah, we're just, you know, we've been meaning to get into that, into that thingy, my Bob, for years. Uh, we're getting there now. And uh, Deadpool's the first of what we hope is going to be many forays into that space and uh, joining up our community, which is spread out. Um, Star Saga launched at the end of last year. The second wave of that is going to be shipping in two to three months. And then some more are going to be hitting retail shelves. And watch out for Nameless. They're going to blow your mind. Um, they are unbelievably sexy. If anyone was clever enough to back it, yeah. you're, uh, you're going to be... Yeah, sexy. The tentacles are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you got different well, tastes. Yeah. Sexy as a tank. Yeah. Sexy as a tank. Yeah. Well, each to their own. Um, Another bit, on, another bit on Star Saga is going to have the, the hero and the mission creator as well. So that's out in the summer for those who didn't buy the Kickstarter. Um, so, you know, creating your own missions, creating your own heroes. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. Any questions on anything sci fi? Yeah, so uh, a lot of people got a long time ago the bursters, the murder birds, and then even there's even some, you know, tangles floating around. The bursters look really good. I mean, and it's been a long time. I thought maybe they'd be released by now. What's going on? So um, we have about 150 codes from Kickstarters that we have not yet released. And this is because the retail cannot cope with the amount of releases that we and every other company have. And with something like Warpath, where we're still just finishing off the end of the tanks, we had the kind of launch of the game with the Forge Files, the Enforcers last year, we added the third army, it is building, but we, we want to kind of get it to a certain critical mass, that it is a no risk item for stores to stock, and then we can put in a complete range. So it's one of those difficult things. If we put it up on our website, 
then the retailers say, oh my God, everyone's bought on your website, I don't want it. If we push it out, they just say, well, I can't cope with all of that. What do you want me to do about it? And then we put it on Kickstarter and say, God damn, you're doing it on Kickstarter, it's ruining my business. <laughs> so you can see it's kind of difficult for us. So what we try and do is we say, look, if we do it on Kickstarter, you will be getting this early. Okay, you might get a little bit late, but on the whole, you'll be getting some of it up to one, two, three years early. You know, we, 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 we hold it and you say, look, you're, you're getting to, to run ahead, we'll get those moulds made, but then we've got to wait until there's a point. So this summer, we're going to be doing Dead Zone, but we're focusing back in on Warpath at that time. All the tanks are out, it's a nice summer time, so the story is, although it's going to be based around a Dead Zone, it will be sparking off that there will be bigger battles, firefight type battles and, and Warpath type battles, so it's a good time for us to release some more of those codes. But it is also just a challenge for us to to, to pull all that stuff out because it, sure. it, it puts the pressure on the retail chain. So we so either we, may do a weekend where we say, listen, everything that was in the Kickstarter is now available to buy online for the next two or three weeks. We'll run the moulds. If you're waiting for those specific codes, come in and get them. Because that way we can run the mould five, six, seven times and put them back into it. So are you saying that you think possibly by this summer those, those specific models I mentioned might be out? I mean, so, uh, thank you for raising it. For us, we have the mould made. I mean, we've delivered right. the murder birds, we've got it all done there. So it could well be a case that we pop them up and run them for a big long weekend in the, in the contribute period so that people that are waiting to pick things up can, can jump on. And, uh, and if that works, it's something we could do. You know, intermittent. But we'll let you know ahead of time whatever's going on. So uh, the newsletters will do. But it, it, it's, it's one of the challenges we have. It's, it's we can't put so much out through retail that it breaks them. But similarly, if we kind of release it, it's released. So then when you come to sell it to trade, they say, "Well, go on your website." For you. So we understand it's a frustration. Is that all things Warpath? Cool. So yeah. Uh, it's growing. We had how many I people? Said more, so I, I, well, come, come to the stand or catch no, something. Okay, so um, with with Star Saga, I was wondering if you could kind of give us an idea of how um, the mission builder, like what kind of parameters the mission builder is going to set, and what kind of parameters building your own hero is going to set. Like, will there be a list of feats you choose from? Will there be like you get so many points to build stats? How did how did you guys do that? Is that, do you have? I don't know that one. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. That's the studio guy. Ping me an email and, I, and we'll get you, we'll get you to that back. Because to be honest, they've written that. And um, my head's not in that space right now. Mine's and I'll just somewhere more. It, so. <laughs> Someone's a bit more hellish than that right now is, where, uh, is what I'm thinking about. So I don't have that detail for you. I have one more. One, Go I on. Just one. one. Okay. Uh, for for uh, Kings of War, they get they get like yearly updates with you know maybe adding new models to the, the list. Can we expect some of that maybe in sci-fi like Dead Zone? Like so, so this summer campaign book, who's do you want to tell us a little bit about oh, that? We can expect yeah. me and Shane. Well, we had um, the, the Shane and I are on the rules committee, and we've been working on. Uh, the new book, so like Kings of War, we're going to do an update every year. So uh, the rules committee, we're committed to making Dead Zone better. Well, we're, I can only, we can only speak for Dead Zone. Right. So okay. this coming this summer, with the book, it's it's not a secret, but you're going to have the the, the Nameless and the Maison Corporation in it, which is basically taking Star Saga and putting it into Dead Zone. So you'll have the rules, you'll have all the updated FAQs, 
all the Nexusi, the infestation, everything is going to be in one place, one book, so you don't have to carry around the four books. And that's, you know, although the releases are nice, you know, when you put out infestation, when you put out uh, Nexusi, and there's a few new models, the Bursters, the Birder Birds, this is going to be summer campaign, new rules, updated rules, FAQ, everything. And then from there, when that comes out, we'll start working on the one for next year. So every summer, I can't wait because New York is going to kick everybody's behind. Me. <laughs> so, and there you go. But that's that's it. So, following that model, dead zone. You know, 2018 is the year of dead zone. That's what yeah. we keep saying. And then when 19 hits, we'll say something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the dead zone. They're doing the rules pretty bit, but we'll put some Warpath and Firefly stuff in there as well. It will so, be a sci-fi yeah, book. All, all the characters from Warpath will have elite lists in. The new book. So it, basically, everything you do in Warpath will transfer to Dead Zone. Dead Zone can transfer to Warpath, and that's the greatest thing. That, that really, that's that's the thing we love. You know. Yeah, you, you models in the side. Of <laughs> I don't know if it was a lucid, uh, not a lucid, but a fever dream. But I heard a rumor that Assyrians are going to get a flyer. Yeah. yeah. It's not enough like a dream, it's in tooling, it's going to arrive in our factory in the next Wait. few weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nearly finished. It looks beautiful. If you've not seen it, it's, there's some pictures of it. Uh, we should have brought one, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks great. Um, we, we've, we've, we have, we're remaking the flying base. It actually takes the stand in its, like, in its exhaust so that it kind of hovers. It's not on a vertical base like right. most flyers are. The, the, the head thingy grips it. Like it slipped into the bat like that, so it's actually this kind of height. Kind of hanging on. Yeah, and it's just it's floating. That's it's all very cool. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's waterproof. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so no, that, and that was the final piece. That so there is the Asterian, the Hornet, and that's the last one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So th then the every race. I always said with the sci-fi game. Uh, if it doesn't have a vehicle, it's not really a sci-fi army. And so when we did the uh, Kickstarter, every single army got a flyer. But then uh, the play got some conversions off that, but it's, no, it's not a sci-fi game without vehicles. So um, all the forces that we did not only got basic troops, but got vehicles. And because we've got our resin, we can now do weapon options, weapon variants for them. You know, we can do the, the Hornet flying in with a half-track, underneath it and I think that whole hobby angle that people want to take with the airbrush and, and really start going to town all of that can come to the fore and you, know, you can get conversions out in your tanks different weapon options and, and there's a whole heap of stuff that we can do so I think there could be a lot of fun there and I know particularly in the US you know you, the bows and arrows are all well and good but you know if you can put a great big cannon on it with a whole lot of explosions it's going to sound a hell of a lot better so you know we, we do believe that the cleanliness of the game, the speed of the game, both Dead Zone, Firefight and Warpath, over time will build a very, very cult following. Because like Kings of War, it's clean, it plays in two hours from beginning to end. You absolutely interact with the terrain. You know, you go into the buildings. It's a far more life's realistic, and, you know, kind of based on modern warfare style of game. So I think... Uh, when people start picking it up and it starts to grow, it could go crazy. All right, we're going to go again. I'm going to go with two more things to talk about. But go on, do questions as we can.
since tomorrow's my birthday as a gift, can you tell us something about Dead Zone nobody has heard about at all? Something new? I just told you, it's two new armies coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's old news now. That's fake news. Well, I know about Dead Zone. I think we've been really honest, to be honest. Yeah. I think we've been straight up and actually told you everything else to say. You've got, I mean, is there anything else to say? Shano? No. There's your birthday. Okay. You're saying Maison Corporation is different than GCPS? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you learn all about it in the book. Yeah. Let's go there. So, uh, I know you got a lot of uh, balls in the air, but um, what about uh, Dungeon Saga? Are there being support for that in the, like, maybe far future, 2019? Before that, Before that. Okay. That's, that's, that's the thing I was debating all day whether I'd said about. Okay. But, um, then say it. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say it a gentle. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dungeon Saga is bubbling back up to the top of my. I've got a great idea. The only reason I don't want to say it is I don't want anyone else to do it. Okay. But um, I've always loved Dungeon Saga, it's always been close to my heart. I've got some properly bonkers ideas that I'd love to do and I think will be very successful. Like, will we'll be a huge recruit. Um, roller skates. <laughs> How did you know about the roller skates? Dead Zone's getting roller skates. There you go. <laughs> In roller skates. Who <laughs> knew? I know. So yeah, I like Dungeon Saga. Great answer. <laughs> Walking Dead, we are waiting for an approval to, to, to do the next thing, but as long as that gets a yes, one of the things we've got in the no camera room is a Walking Dead miniatures game, board game, cooperative. So when we're not being recorded, I'll tell you about it now because it's not approved yet. I'll shut it off. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can batch you through. Um, the same time, we're going to put a skirmish book out so what we've done so far is kind of all our war was a basic game but we took you through the narrative of the graphic novels they kind of come to an end with wave five wave five is the hunters and this is when they've left uh, pre-alexandria post-prison so they've had the fight with the governor they're looking for somewhere to live so hunters wave five because after that point it's kind of fighting after fighting after fighting after fighting. You're in that, the, the walkers are less relevant. It's far more that the threat is posed by the other faction. So we're gonna do a mass battle book, kind of a general's compendium, where we're gonna theme the factions around captains. It's gonna go competitive, it's gonna get a website. We're gonna be beta testing that at the end of summer. So what, what I'll allow you to do is if you wanna recreate the story of the comics, run through the expansions. Throughout that process, you'll end up with a cast from that, you can start picking your faction and play the way you want to go. Negan will, will run his team through fear. Michon will be a kind of close assault specialist. Uh, Rick will be an all-round general strategist. You're probably going to lose the threat tracker. That won't be relevant. And the event deck will simply be about where the undead are, you know, the walkers are spawning and how they're interacting. But you will be using those as a way of exerting threat on your opponent. So it's going to be your army, their army, and the guys in the middle that you'll be, as you know, by that point shooting to move them where you want to get to. Probably about six to eight figures. Probably on a, not on a 20 by 20, probably a 40 by 20. 
but we'll, we'll be playing with all that stuff and that book will be coming out. And then a board game, which will open the game up to all those people that are intimidated by skirmish games. They don't like measuring, they like to count. So, um, as I said, when we're in there, I'll tell you uh, the cool things about that game, but it's, a, it's very exciting and that's been worked on. So, uh, should be maybe November. Any questions on that? Any questions? Anything Walking Deadish? Good. You've seen it, but you've got a good presentation. All the questions are answered. Drawing the presentation. Faultless. Terrain crate's hitting in May. Did anyone back terrain crate? You'll be very, very glad you did. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, it's down on the stand. Um, when you first start it, you think, oh, I can use this for my D&D. When you actually get your hands on it, you think, I'm going to stick this everywhere. <laughs> I've just got the biggest bits box I've ever seen. So it's great for bases, it's great for multi-basing in Kings of War. There's woods, there's logs, there's barrels, there's all manner of stuff that will be very useful. So uh, watch out for that. Then the uh, done Dead Zone service. So the only thing I have left to talk about is, and jolly exciting, drum roll please. In September of this year, on the dates of roughly 28th, 29th and 30th of September, uh, Mantic is coming to the USA. We are going to be... hosted by Mantic Manticon. It's the first host by us. I think John Carter's done a few of them before. Matt Carter's done a few of them before. But this is the first genuine one. So we're based around a big Kings of War tournament. We're going to have the Kings of War tournament uh, on the Saturday and Sunday. But we're going to kind of take the place over from Friday afternoon. We're going to, like we did here, have some uh, events on the Friday, some Dreadball Dead Zone tournaments, whatever we want to do. Hang around, we're going to have a Mantic night there, it's going to be a Mantic night on the Saturday night. And then tournaments throughout, we'll be there hosting, playing, gaming, having fun. Winner of the Kings of War tournament will be recognised as the best Kings of War player in the United States of America. You can just give all that and tell me now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll call him that he's won the World Series, but he will have to then go and fight someone from Europe. And we are going to fly the winner the following year over to the UK to play the European winner at Clash of Kings 2019. And we'll be looking at doing the same to get those buyers over to the US. So, um, so yeah, we're going to try and get. It's going to stay for an entire year. You just start swimming, anyway. One way if you win, if you win when you're over there, we fly you back. Exactly. <laughs> you go back in one of the Chinese shipping crates. <laughs> we get caught at customs, though. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, 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 we've, done it, we've done it six months away from Adepticon, so you're kind of not getting con fatigue. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's late September, so it's a couple of months after... Uh, Gen Con as well, so you can recover from that if you're doing that one. Be quite a different kind of event. So be very relaxed. There'll be no other traders there. It's not intended to turn into a 20,000 people event next year, maybe the year after, but not before that. <laughs> uh, based around gaming, hanging around, drinking some beers, playing games. Um, you know, it's going to be quite a relaxed event. But I'd love to see you all there. Where's so, it going to be at? It is going to be at Crown Plaza in Rosemont. Nice. 
right on River Road. So close to the Blue Line, close to the airport, close to the outlet malls if you want to bring your significant other. Got an airport shuttle so people can fly in. You know, we're looking for this to be as convenient as possible to as much of the US as possible. I suppose a few Canadians if we have to, but I mean, only <laughs> just. Uh, yeah, so it's it, it set up for that. And, um, you know, this area, Chicago, running down to Indy, because we've been coming to those two shows for a long time, is our strongest community in the US. It's stronger than the West or the East Coast. Um, so. You know, we're really hoping we can start building and then building out with all the exciting things we've got going on. Uh, yeah, so we hope to see you there. Yeah. Well, we'll start talking about it properly on through Rob and the uh, internet and then tickets yeah. are going to sell. And yeah, in a few weeks. We just wanted to announce it here so that all of you people know about it can start spreading the word. And um, yeah, the idea of, of really getting some intercontinental rivalry going um, the bigger the other systems are, the more we'll be able to help out with that. We're just hoping that the Kings of War will come in straight at, you know, 80 to 100 people, which will be awesome. But uh, if the others get there, that'll be good too. So, we want to do that. Good. I think that is about done, and we'll do questions, and then we'll go into the secret room. Do you have any information about that new Kickstarter? Kickstarter, new game. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been seeing tweets. Yeah, no, so well. Yeah, uh, Hellboy's coming. Uh, in case you missed it. I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, can we, how big's Dead Zone got to get before you'll do the same thing that you're going to do for Kings of War? Yeah. 50, 50 plus? 50, what are you, 50 plus in a tournament at, at uh, the Mantic. Mantic uh, and if you get 50, we then got to go and find 50 to play over in Europe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. But I, 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 I honestly <laughs> think the, the big opportunity for to see where Dead Zone kicks is this summer. You know, we're going to have the website, we're going to have a big, big focus on Warpath the Universe and everything that it is. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's so easy to get into and, and you know, fighting one of those gangs, you know, building one of those, you know, war bands is relatively straightforward. So, yeah, it needs to be something like that because what we do is we'll take a little contribution from each ticket yep. and throw it towards the flight costs. Okay. So, uh, are you planning for like demos and stuff over some of the other games? Oh yeah, I mean, just so we're gonna we're, we're taking over a room nearly the size of of what's that one next door? Utopia. Utopia, the whole lot of it. So we've got a massive square footage. We've got the hotel all to ourselves. We're gonna be running. Yeah, we're gonna be running Dreadball, Dead Zone demos, Walking Dead demos. We'll be walking as many people want to come to the Walking Dead event. We'll host it. Um, we'll have that big mass battle from Kings of War there. Um, yeah, it's going to be great fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have some random games. Okay, so yeah, the final thing to finish on is um, Hellboy is coming. We're gonna, we've got a license for Hellboy. We're very, very, very excited. <clears throat> yeah, if I was going to recommend you jump on a Kickstarter, don't miss this one. <laughs> The box is going to come as a beautiful, very fun box. Some of the things that's making it exciting, it's of a style, it's a board game kind of in the dungeon saga where you're achieving missions and fighting minions. But the big difference is it's got an investigation phase where you're actually looking for artifacts and equipment. The more of those you find, the, the more likely you are to defeat the boss at the end of the level. 
However, it takes time to find those, and the slower you are, the more likely the boss is to turn up and beat your head in before you're ready for it. So you're going to have a tension between rushing through the dungeon, getting to the end boss before you get super tough, but neither are you, or finding enough equipment that you're able to deal with him, but not so much that you get knocked out and then wake up and suddenly the baddie's there. We've got some very beautiful sculpts, which we can show some of them to you next door. And I think that's going to start running late April. The, some of the fun parts, you're going to kind of get a, a mission pack. You will not know what monster you're fighting at the end of the level until you meet it. So it's going to be a reveal as you go. It's a fully co-op game. As you go into the rooms, you will, uh, you'll find random things. And then we'll, we'll run you through some scenarios that are all set up for you. And then you can use that deck to, to generate your own missions randomly from there on with setups where you can just put the stuff down uh, in, a, in a random fashion. So uh, those of you who want to know more and see more on those two projects, they're next door. Um, <laughs> so right. Right. Do. All right. So, uh, does that does that uh, is that more of a is that one going to use a DM or is that one going to be no? no it's co-op. So you're all playing together against the minions, which in the first couple of levels are going to be the giant frogs, frogs, giant frogs, hectate, and Nazis. With all of the. Uh, with all that you'd expect from this. So we're roughly running through the graphic novels. We're going to be doing graphic novel one and two, three, four in the Kickstarter. And then Hellboy in Mexico might be making appearance depending on how big it goes. Plus some of the other fun stuff will be, uh, will be coming out. You'll have a big deck of doom with random monsters. So once you've played it through, you can start adding new monsters into your deck of doom, which will be included in the Kickstarter. We tend it to be like the Walking Dead one, where you get a big box, the whole lot laid out, really nicely done. Big piles of cards, so you're going to get a kind of full experience when you jump in there. Let's play some games, shall we? All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by posting on our episode thread on the discussion forum found on manticgames.com. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 